Hi, Don Thompson here with a, another random podcast thought for you today. And I just had a sudden inspiration to talk about something that I've noticed among my peers, and that is a reflection on their lives. Um, you know, what they've done, what their accomplishments are, what they maybe regret having not done and things like that. It's interesting because mindfulness really does teach us to be in the moment. So the idea, of course, is that you're not going to be ruminating over your past too much or contemplating the future too much, but rather just trying to rest in the, the presence of the, of the moment and notice things in the moment that you might not not you might not notice otherwise and so I think that when I observe some of my colleagues and friends and peers thinking about the past thinking about things that they may have thought they should do but didn't do or having regrets about their lives I have to say that I can relate to it because there are things perhaps that I would have done differently if I had the chance. Uh, but for the most part, I, I feel pretty happy about what I was able to do and what I have done and what I aspire to do in the future. So I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I, I would say that probably I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, but all that said, I, I think that I do have a sense that we need to have compassion for ourselves and for others in terms of their own state of feeling, you know, that maybe they didn't quite do what they wanted to do or should have done or uh, can do. So, again, I, I think that mindfulness teaches us to be in the moment, but also if we look at the vast universe outside of us. If we look at the vast cosmos and contemplate it for a second, we'll realize on one hand we're, we're pretty small. I mean, we really are fairly insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts. Insignificant doesn't mean that we're not important to ourselves now here in the moment, or that we're not important to people in our families, that we're not important to people that we love, people that we care about. Of course, we're, we're important to those people and to our pets, you know, that type of thing. We're very important to those creatures, to those people. And because of that, we, we do have significance. We have significance here in the world, even though within the context of the wider universe, we are fairly insignificant, you might say. I think it's considering those two poles of reality, you know, the significance of our lives and then also the insignificance of our lives. And if we, we can hold those two ideas in our mind as, as simultaneous realities, you might say, similar to what the Buddhist teacher Nargajuna talked about when thinking about the two truths, and, I, and I've discussed this or will discuss it if I haven't currently in other podcasts, and the two truths really being conventional truth and ultimate truth. So the ultimate truth, you might say, is that we are insignificant from a, you know, a macro perspective, from the perspective of, of the grand scheme of things, from 
looking out into the vast universe, we're fairly insignificant. But the conventional truth is that we are significant and that we have impact uh, on those around us. And we, we can have a beneficial impact on those people around us. And I think if we take the attitude that we can be a person that has a beneficial impact on others, it takes a little bit of a of an edge, you might say, off of the insignificance. We can be part of the solution, of course that's the cliche, as opposed to being part of the problem. And it's simply by really turning the mind to the fact that we can have some kind of a beneficial impact on people simply for one thing by being kind to them. And these simple acts of kindness, I, I think, can go a long way in terms of making yourself feel better as well as making the person that you're propagating that simple act of kindness onto, you know, simply by giving someone a smile, simply by saying thank you to someone, simply by, you know, saying how much you appreciate someone in your life. I think all of these things help to elevate the mood of, of course, the person we're interacting with, but also ourselves. In a way, it becomes a selfish act. Being kind to others, being uh, gentle with others, and being gentle with yourself and not being too abrasive or too hard on yourself can always, you know, I think be, be a good thing and something to aspire towards and to work with in terms of our daily lives to make people around us feel a little bit better and to make ourselves feel a little bit better. I know that through my life, uh, you know, as I've grown older, I've noticed a tendency to be a little bit less hard on myself. Uh, when I was young, I was quite hard on myself. I expected much of myself. I expected my, you know, lot in life to improve uh, dramatically uh, over and above those of my peers because I felt, you know, perhaps arrogantly that I was a, a rather intelligent person and I was a rather talented person and therefore I should excel, you would think, in my life endeavors. And to a certain extent, I have been able to say, yes, I've, I've excelled in, in some things. I think I've done quite well. And again, not to brag, but just looking at it objectively. But on the other hand, there's always limitations. There's always limitations to what you can do and you always, in a sense, reach a, a ceiling, and, and everybody reaches the ceiling. Even the the most talented and uh, you know gregarious and confident, and and uh, you know people that you just think have no problems, celebrities and that that type of thing, they all face limitations. Uh, you might, you know, the typical stereotypical celebrity may have a successful career and people love them by the thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions, but they, their marriages don't work out. You know, maybe they go through four or five marriages. So that would be one stereotype, of course. I'm not saying that about all celebrities, but, um, and many have successful marriages, but I think you get the point. I mean, there's always limitations that come up within our own world. Uh, I noticed within the world of the artists, for example, and I've participate a little bit in the arts, is that there's always limitations, uh, usually the limitations of others, you might say. And um, you can be, you know, working on a screenplay that won't get produced, or you can be working on a play that won't get produced, or you can be, um, you know, paint a work of art that sits in a gallery and nobody's buying it. You could, 
you could do some activity and nobody seems to respond. You don't get the likes you expect on Facebook for your particular post. I mean, it can't be that trivial. You just have uh, limitations or uh, expectations that aren't met. And this is really the lot of everyone in life. Everyone has these experiences. So I think mindfulness teaches us to really, you know, let go of that. And we can just put that to the side and just realize, you know, these are all just ideas in our head about success and failure and happiness and, and uh, you know, sadness and depression. And of course, we can fall into these states of mind. But usually they're triggered by something. They're triggered by a particular pattern of thought. They're, you know, they're triggered by a particular set of emotions in reaction to something. And we have a choice, you know, we have free will. I believe we have free will and we're not just genetically predisposed, you know, predisposed to act a certain way or we're not karmically uh, trapped in, in acting a certain way by cause and effect. We can choose. And because we have the gift of choice, because we have the gift of free will, we can take any given situation and just work with it and, and, and turn it into something that it, it, you wouldn't think that would work. You might be able to take the most sad situation, uh, the most depressing situation, and, and just see something good in it. You might see some glimmer of, of hope. You might see some aspect of love or, or see something within it that you can feel grateful for. And I, I think that's an important consideration for ourselves, you know, in our lives as we bump up against limitations in our lives. We can see within those limitations there are uh, moments of opportunity, a moment of nothing else just to not react to it in a negative way. We can just react to it and say, aha, you know, I'm not going to react to you uh, bad situation in a negative way. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. Instead, I'm going to be happy. I'm just going to be happy. And, and, to, and to heck with you, you know, I'm just going to be happy. And in that way, we, we sort of take a stand in our lives that is positive and that is contrary to what most people would think, you know, would be the natural outcome of, of a particular set of circumstances that you might say would be negative or, or unhappy or limiting or whatever. I'll, I'll leave it at that for our uh, podcast for the day. I, I you know, wanted this to be more or less a spontaneous uh, podcast and just talked a little bit about being able to take any particular situation as negative as it might, might seem on the surface and, and to turn it around and to just, you know, Take a stand and be happy. And uh, if you're happy, then you'll have an impact on others and they'll be happy. And if you, if you can be happy and others can be happy because of what you do in terms of your small acts of kindness, you know, we're all doing our bit then to make the world a little bit of a better place. And who knows, maybe that can cascade out into the world in a wider way, into a very, very profound way. You never know what can happen. So again, thanks a lot, and I'll uh, look forward to our next podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.